Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and thank you for joining us today. Another frantic week for financial markets with the focus remaining on the likelihood or otherwise of the US Federal Reserve being able to bring inflation down without inducing a recession. Equity markets are clearly not convinced this will be possible, although we have seen a tentative improvement in bond market sentiment, which is really interesting for a couple of reasons that we'll get into later. With me to discuss recent developments and what it means for investors is Daniel Lamb, who runs our equity strategy team within the CIO office. We will cover why the bond equity correlation matters for investors and whether it might be changing for the better. We'll also discuss why investors should be aware of negativity bias, which areas of the market are particularly interesting at the moment, and what we should make of recent volatility in stable coins, an area of cryptocurrencies. So, Daniel, let's start off with the roller coaster ride that we've seen this week. Um, we have started to see some interesting behavior, however, from markets. I guess the challenge so far this year has been that most assets have been moving in the same direction down. I mean, in January and February saw gold do well, but even that, even gold has faltered since then. So um, are there any signs that this unidirectional um, uh, view of markets might be changing? Yes, uh, thanks, Steve. There are some encouraging signs or green shoots on this. So this week, we are seeing the US 10-year government bond yield pulling back after hitting the very high 3.2% level, and it's just below the long-term technical resistance of 3.26. So this is beginning to um, break this year's unusually high stock-bond correlation. So bond actually rose this week with the yields falling while equities um, fell. So, you know, before, you know, that has been made, you know, diversification challenging. Now we're seeing encouraging green shoots that diversification is coming back to the markets. And that's because investors are beginning to feel that the US inflation data may be peaking. Okay, it is higher than consensus estimates, but uh, areas of it, uh, categories in the US consumer inflation basket, um, you know, their acceleration has been um, uh, falling. Okay, so that's an encouraging part of um, the inflation data. And also, if you look at the oil and gas prices, um, the EU Basically, they are highly unlikely to be able to completely ban Russian gas imports. In fact, Hungary is threatening to veto any ban on oil imports. Okay, so basically that has led to a pullback in oil and gas. And that, of course, is, you know, so to speak, inflation friendly, right? It can lead to lower inflation going forward. Thanks. Okay, so... um... If, if we do believe that the correlation between equity and bonds is going from positive where they move together to negative, why is this important? It's very important because basically for a long-only investor, okay, which is the majority of our client base, that if you cannot diversify your portfolio, um, it, means, you know, it means trouble. Okay? It means nothing works. Now, at least the bonds are beginning to rise because the yields are coming off. That means that investors are showing, I guess they're putting money at work again um, in selective areas um, in the asset allocation, in this case, the bonds. 
So that would allow investors to be able to move their assets and diversify the portfolio and to actually protect the portfolio. It's very important. Okay, and and so let's move on to the, the the title of our publication, the weekly market view, which is being released on Friday. So, the title is "Beware the negative bi- negativity bias." And I actually wrote an op- uh, opinion editorial in the Singapore Business Times earlier this week on the same topic. Um, can you explain what negativity bias is and why investors should worry about it? Negativity bias, I think, is very rampant, especially in this kind of internet age where information flows. And mostly, it's negative headlines that that grabs the most attention. So, negativity bias is where we attach a high weight to negative information or views.、Um, the issue of this is because、um, is is that it can encourage investors to sell right near the bottom, right? Sell after sharp losses in asset markets, which is a big detriment to wealth accumulation in general. So, history suggests, and we've done many analyses. On this and talk about this in podcast is that investors should be staying investors invested and rebalance after major market dislocations. That would ensure that allocations are well diversified and、um, is the, you know what people should be doing for medium to long term、um, investing. And if you look at the fundamental backdrop, it actually remains very healthy still.、Uh, corporate earnings, for example, in equities in the U.S. And Europe are delivering positive surprises, and valuation continues to be very attractive. In fact, equities、uh, regional valuations are back to two hundred one eight levels,、um, with some of the、um, regions like Asia, Japan, trading at a hefty twenty、uh, plus discount to the um, um, global equities. So there are areas to look at, and people should not be panicking to sell、um, just because they're seeing sharp losses. Okay,、um, so I mean,、uh, yeah, I suppose valuations are different in different regions. So I mean, if you're talking about the US, they're back to about historical averages, maybe slightly above. But as you mentioned, there are some areas that showing,、um, you know, particularly maybe interesting valuations or, or outlooks. So can you give us a sense of what those areas might look like today? Yes.、Yeah, so,、um, like I said, Asia, Japan equities, they are more than twenty、um, percent discount in terms of PE to global markets. Um, in terms of bonds,、uh, areas like DM high yield,、uh, corporate bonds,、um, emerging market、uh, dollar bond and Asian dollar bonds are once again offering five to six percent yields. We haven't seen that kind of yields for you know for a long, long time. You know, back in the days a few years ago, we were you know desperately、um, trying to seek、uh, income reasonable income yields, and you know now they are on、uh, offer like this. It's basically on sale, and they're looking. You know they're looking attractive,、um, especially if you consider that the fundamentals say in the U.S. corporates still remain very very healthy. But of course, you know right now it's not about going gun ho about investment because there's still a lot of volatility out there.、Um, so we're suggesting investors be scaling into investments、um, as they see the markets develop. I think that that that's a good point. I think we you know we do, there is an incredible amount of uncertainty. So while there are some positives, obviously there are some negatives out there as well. So sort of、uh, taking a gradual approach to increasing allocations probably makes sense.、Um, talking about volatility and uncertainty, so obviously there's、um, been some developments on the cryptocurrency side. So I guess you know people who have been listening to to our podcasts over time know that we've been worried about the lack of regulation in this part of the market. 
I guess to some degree that's come to roost uh, this week in uh, in stablecoin market with one stablecoin deviating dramatically from its presumed fair, fair value and even Tether seeing some significant fluctuations. So can you give us your brief thinking on, on what are the implications of this might be? Well, I think it is very scary, right, to see that, you know, these coins can deviate so much from their fair value and then, you know, well, recovering most of it, right, by, you know, by the end of this week. But then, you know, these kind of volatility must be getting into the nerves of many, many regulators. And we have long argued in, you know, our various publications that, you know, A, you know, these um, cryptocurrencies can be extremely volatile, so they should be handled with care. And that regulation must be the key in shaping the future of cryptocurrencies. Okay, so the Fed actually emphasized this point in their financial stability report and warning that such cryptocurrencies can be vulnerable to investor runs because the assets, you know, they are, they're backed by, you know, they can lose the value or become illiquid during periods of market stress. So, you know, these kind of price movement would, would certainly, you know, raise a red flag for regulators. And we believe that, you know, regulators would be stepping in, um, a stepping up in the regulations on this area. Yeah, so I guess that would make, you know, mean that this market will, over the time, over time, you know, mature. So I mean, at the moment, it's been yes. um, a bit almost you know wild, wild west um, type behavior. But I mean, you know, if, if we do get the regulations coming in, then um, it'll be a lot easier for people to figure out where we are, what makes sense, and what doesn't. So I think it will be positive when it comes. Okay, um, Daniel, thank you so much for your time today. Thank um, you. It's really, uh, really interesting discussion. Obviously, markets are still pretty volatile. Um, you know, another long weekend in Singapore. We had one in Hong Kong last weekend. Now, Singapore again this weekend. So looking mm-hmm. forward to that. It's a good time, I think, for um, for people to review your, your financial plan and tweak it as necessary to make sure you stay on track during these volatile times. Uh, please feel free to reach out to your Standard Chartered Relationship uh, Manager or Investment Advisor for any assistance you need with that process. In the meantime, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.